Welcome to my Japanese Green Tea Podcast, the Green Tea Show with Japanese Twist. And now your host, Ricardo Caicedo. Hello, tea lovers. Welcome to episode 19 of this podcast. Um, today's guest is Pierre Baston, and he's the inventor of the Qterra Novo Travel Tea Brewer, uh, which we'll be, we'll be talking about today. Uh, thanks for joining the show, Pierre. Uh, thanks for having me, Ricardo. Tell us just a quick summary of, of what, what your new product is. Right. Well, I believe that I have invented what may be the most advanced, most useful travel mug for tea drinkers so far. Um, the idea was inspired by my exposure to Argentine culture. I've been going to Argentina every year for the past 10 years or so because I love tango and I teach tango. And, of course, that's the capital of that dance and that music. And also my girlfriend is originally from Argentina. So we would spend uh, at least the, the whole month of August down there every year. And I would notice that she and her family and 90% of the country of Argentina loved mate. Mate is an herbal drink. As we know, it's, um, it, it was actually invented, the, the, the use of mate, by the Guarani Indians of South America. And when the Spanish came uh, over 500 years ago, they found the Guarani. Uh, they were taking the leaves from this plant and putting them in gourds that served as cups. And they were steeping the leaves multiple times and sucking out the resulting beverage through bamboo tubes that had been made into drinking straws. And the uh, Spanish fell in love with this drink. And now 90% of all households are crazy for mate. The challenge with mate is how do you drink it when you're away from the home? Because it involves several different utensils. And Argentines prefer to drink mate in the traditional way. I mean, they could simply put it in a tea bag and drink it the way most Westerners drink tea. And some people do. But over 95% of Argentines prefer to do it in the way with a cup and a straw and multiple steepings. And to do that outside of the house means you have to take with you a thermos for the hot water and you have to take the mate, which is the cup, and you have to take the yerba, which are the leaves, and you have to take the bombisha, which is the straw, right? And you have to balance this. Now, uh, Argentines don't complain about this, but it seemed to me when I watched them that there had to be an easier way to enjoy their favorite drink away from the home. So I sat down and, and tried to come up with a way, and I came up with one. And now over the past seven years, I've been actually developing that initial concept into a product, which I'm now offering on Kickstarter. I'm soliciting the money that I need in order to get the tooling to actually bring the Qterra Novo to the market and to people who love tea. So what you're trying to do is the next step in the, in the evolution of the mate gourd? Yeah, well, the mate gourd is actually called mate. The word mate really refers to the gourd, strangely enough. Okay. And then by extension, it applies to the leaves and the beverage itself. And it would work for normal tea as well? Absolutely, if it's loose leaf tea. Because the thing about multiple steeping is that you can't allow all of the flavor to be extracted the first time you... you put the leaves in contact with water because then that would be the end of the steeping process. So having the leaves whole means that it takes one, two, three, seven, or ten steepings in order to extract all the flavor from the leaves. 
And that's a very desirable quality for people who love mate and in the tea world for people who follow the gong fu style of drinking. If I'm not mistaken, uh, would it be the first time that uh, a travel brewing utensil could make multiple steepings? Well, no, this is very interesting, Ricardo, because, um, you know, I really like history and I like culture. I love to research the, the origins of things. Argentines, if not others, have been trying to devise the perfect mate brewer on the go for over 100 years. I mean, I personally went down to the patent office in Buenos Aires and I looked through patents that go back to the 1800s, right? Yeah. But only a very few of those designs were ever manufactured because they just weren't practical. They, they just didn't satisfy. A few of them have been made, though, and they're out there, and uh, they've served a purpose. And, of course, everyone is glad that they exist. But uh, they also left a lot of room for improvement. What I can say about the Cutera Novo that is absolutely unique is that it's the first device or utensil for multi-steep brewing of mate or loose leaf tea that also incorporates an automatic cooling system so that as the beverage moves from the brewing cup and through the straw and into your mouth it's actually cooled from the ideal brewing temperature in the brewing cup to the ideal drinking temperature by the time it reaches your mouth and that's something we call the cool straw technology and that's patent pending, and that's unique, and, and that's really important. That means that as soon as you brew it with hot water, by the time that it goes up the straw, it's already cooled down? Yeah, essentially that. Um, in less than five seconds, that's what it will take to cool one sip or one dose of tea or mate, which in my device is one and a half ounces. It'll take less than five seconds to cool that from any temperature as high as boiling to what we consider the perfect drinking temperature of 140 degrees Fahrenheit, less than five seconds. And this, is, this feature is so important for many reasons, okay, if I can explain. Um, the first reason that people would be aware of probably is convenience. Because right now, if someone, let's say, makes their tea at home, and, uh, you know, they, they put it in their travel mug and they head out the door. And then, like, they're in their car, they get where they're going, they, de they decide they want to drink. Uh, oftentimes, they find that in their thermally insulated mug, the tea is still almost as hot as it was when they brewed it. So they have to take the lid off and they have to wait 10 to maybe 30 minutes for the tea to cool down enough for them to drink it safely, right? And then once it has reached a drinkable temperature, they have to rush to drink it to finish it before the tea or coffee or mate becomes too cold. So with a device like mine, which brews and delivers one and a half ounces of tea or mate at a time, you don't have that problem. One and a half ounces of tea or mate are brewed in the cup at the bottom, and then it's sucked through the cool straw system, which cools it to the perfect drinking temperature, and it arrives in your mouth and you enjoy it. But the rest of the water that you haven't used yet remains perfectly hot in the insulated water tank. So you can take one sip now, enjoy an ounce and a half of tea, and decide to wait 15 minutes, a half hour, or an hour before you take your second sip, and it will be just as warm and perfect as the first one that you took previously. So that's the first benefit, is that it's convenient and it won't be too hot or too cold. 
But there's an, an even more important benefit uh, to the cooling system, and that has to do with safety. Scientists have recorded a certain risk of uh, throat cancer that's associated with uh, drinking anything that's hot. I don't know if you've heard about this or not, but whether it's hot soup, hot tea, hot water even, it seems that that's associated with a higher risk of esophageal cancer. And uh, it seems that if people were to reduce the volume of high temperature drinking that they do, then the risk of esophageal cancer would go down. But oftentimes, especially if you're on the go, people don't have the patience to wait. Well, with the Cutera Novo, you don't have to struggle between like waiting and safety. You can have your tea that's brewed at the ideal temperature for whatever variety you're using, and then within five seconds, drink the resulting beverage at a perfectly safe and comfortable 140 degrees. Yeah, it sounds great. Let's talk about how one would use it. So I take the thermos, fill it with water, and then there's another part to put in the, the leaves, the tea leaves or the, or the yerba mate leaves, right? Yes, yes, that's exactly right. Um, and it's interesting that you talk about putting water in the thermos and then in the other part that holds the leaves. Because in essence, for people who don't have a picture in front of them, what I've done is basically combined a thermos and a cup for brewing and a straw and just put them all together in a single integrated unit that from the outside looks like any other travel mug. So it's just as easy to carry as just a normal travel mug, but inside it, as you just suggested, Ricardo, there's a compartment that holds the hot water, and then there's a separate compartment at the bottom that holds the tea leaves or yerba mate. So when you want to use this thing, you have to do two things. You have to take off the top and fill the water tank with hot water and close it. And then you take off the cup at the bottom and you fill it with your tea leaves and you close it. And with that, you can dash out the door. Because if you're like me, you're always rushing out the door in the morning. All right, That's all you have to do to dash out the door. Later, when it's time for you to drink, all you have to do is unfold the mouthpiece, because the mouthpiece folds at the top, right? and you push a button. The button releases an ounce and a half of water from the water tank into the brewing cup so it can mix with the leaves. And then after you let it steep the appropriate amount of time, you suck it out through the straw, you sip it through the straw, and you enjoy your beverage. So that's the basic method of operation. And as far as the steeping time is concerned, I'd like to make everyone aware of this other benefit of multiple steeping. I'm certain that most people out there are only used to steeping tea one time, right? You put the tea leaves in contact with the whole serving of water, and when the time is done, five or six minutes later, you pull the tea leaves out, and you drink your 8, 10, 12, 16 ounces of tea. But with multiple steeping, uh, one of the main advantages is you don't have to wait so long until you take your first sip because each, steep, each steeping is very short. It can be as short as 10 seconds or up to 30 seconds or a minute in some rare cases. So from the time you decide that you want to drink your tea, you unfold the mouthpiece, push a valve button, let your tea steep for 10 to 30 seconds, uh, sip it through the cool straw system, which will take less than five seconds to cool it to the perfect drinking temperature. And you can actually be enjoying your favorite tea in less than one minute from the time you decided you wanted to drink it. So what I understand is once you push this button, 
um, you get a certain amount of, of water mixed with the leaves, right? Yes. If I push the button again, does it add more water or, or it only holds that amount of water? Yes, you could push it a second time and get another uh, injection of an ounce and a half of water. And you could even push it like halfway and get something less than an ounce and a half. Okay, it's so, a very, so you don't have to drink an ounce and a half every time? No, no, it's a very flexible tool. It's kind of like a, a laboratory. And what I want to encourage people to do is to experiment with like the amount of tea leaves. First of all, everything is different for each variety, right? That's yeah. a given. But for each variety, people should experiment with, you know, half a teaspoon, three quarters of a teaspoon of, of tea, right? A certain amount of hot water. Experiment with the different water temperatures that you think is best. Vary the steeping time for each steeping, right? There are so many variables that people can, can adjust in order to get the beverage that's just right for them. And that's not something you can achieve when you go up to the counter of Starbucks or any other cafe or restaurant anywhere. So it's a matter of convenience and it's a matter of quality of flavor and it's a matter of personal choice. It's a flexible tool to use the way that you like. And I imagine you, you also save a little money because you're re-steeping your tea multiple times. Yeah, the idea is that you're getting the maximum out of every leaf. I mean, I think everybody feels a little bit when they do the normal single steeping method that when they pull that tea bag out of the water and they throw it in the, in the trash can, I think all of us feel a little bit like we're throwing away some flavor, that there's still some flavor in there. But when you steep tea in the multiple steeping method of mate or gong fu, you're sure of getting every single iota of flavor and also antioxidants that lives within the leaves. Um, I'm not, I haven't been like a tea enthusiast for a very long time. I'm relatively new to loving tea. But that, that makes me aware of, you know, what it's like to discover something that's wonderful and, and something that's new. Uh, have you tried d different types of tea in the Cutera Novo for multiple steepings? Oh, yes. We, and my team includes uh, a wonderful tea consultant and tea writer. Her name is Alexis Siemens. And she has done experimenting, some limited experimenting with different varieties. We haven't gone deeply into it at this stage because our primary objective, of course, is to get the funding that we need to actually take the Cutera Novo to the next step. But what we are going to do is to invite the entire Cutera community of supporters and tea lovers to do their experimentations and send them into us. And we're going to publish them and we're going to put together a database that everyone can consult so that we can learn from each other. What I wanted to say about the beauty of multiple steeping is that many experts recognize in the Gong Fu tradition that there are certain varieties of tea that don't reach their full potential until they've been steeped four or five times. And that's particularly true of oolongs and certain pu'ers, uh, about which it's said that you know, it tastes sweetest and best after the fifth steeping. So when you steep something multiple times, you allow the leaves to unfurl more completely and release the flavors within them. And this is something that really intrigues me, Ricardo. It's yeah. not only um, the, the richness of the flavor, but it's the fact that the flavor experience with multiple steeping is an evolving flavor. 
That is, the way that a tea tastes on the second steeping is a little bit different from the way it tasted on the first steeping. And that's because flavor comes to us uh, through molecules. And the flavor molecules within tea have different volatilities. Some are released into the water more readily and quickly than others. So on the first steeping, you'll taste certain flavors that are the most volatile. They'll dominate the taste. But on the second steeping, after those flavors are gone, then there are more subtle flavors that'll be unmasked that you'll be able to detect that come more to the forefront and so on and so on for each successive steeping. So in a way, it's, it's a unique experience that uh, mate lovers and gong fu tea enthusiasts wouldn't have any other way. They love this evolving flavor experience. It's a delight. Uh, if your tea tastes the same uh, on the last drop as it did when you first drank it, then it's easy not to pay so much attention. But when each steeping, each sip is a little bit different from the one before it, our senses stay at maximum alertness so we can derive the maximum pleasure from what we do. Even in the midst of a really busy day when we're jetting around from here to there, we can find these little oases of just a few minutes while we're driving the car, we're riding on the train, we can't do anything else really at that moment. We can pull out a utensil and pay attention, be mindful of a wonderful flavor experience that was created by people probably on the other side of the world, right? So it's, it's like it's a spiritual experience, it's a flavorful experience, it's even a cultural experience because it puts us in connection with people in faraway places. Um, that's another dimension of my motivation for bringing the Cutero Novo to the world. I, I love the way that cultures interact. And to find that Guarani Indians, right, in the heart of um, South America had created something that European immigrants embraced wholeheartedly and that echoes a tradition that was created in China on the other side of the globe, all of these connections fascinate me. And it reminds me of the fact that we're all part of a single family. There's even a tea tradition in northern Germany that intrigues me a lot. Uh, there's a, a, a state called East Frisia. And they have a particular Frisian tea culture that's fascinating. They um, were introduced to tea drinking by Dutch sailors who brought it from the Far East. And there was a time when sugar was very scarce. So they developed a very interesting practice, Ricardo. They would put rock sugar in the bottom of a teacup. And then they would pour in some tea. And then they would pour in a small dollop of cream and they don't stir the tea and the cream. So when they drink, the first flavor that they get is the bitter, wonderful taste of the tea. And then as they get to the middle layer of the cup, they start to get that creamy thing going on from the cream. And then when they reach the bottom of the cup, they get that hit of sweetness from the sugar. But because it's rock sugar, it isn't all dissolved. So they pour more tea onto the same sugar, they add another dollop of cream, and they repeat. So even this process, right, in a whole different part of the world from South America, it's different from China, it's in northern Germany, people independently have discovered the joy of an evolving flavor experience as opposed to an experience where everything in your cup from beginning to end tastes exactly the same. 
And I'm really excited to know that people are connected in these ways. Uh, yeah, I agree that if you all tasted the same, then you would just rush it. Oh, I'm, I'm thirsty, I'm going to drink all these, all these mug of tea. <laughs> yeah. But, but if you're doing multiple steepings, you have to pay a little more attention. And, and part of the fun is, is tasting the difference, right? Oh, absolutely. And I think it would even work with green tea. Well, green tea doesn't steep that much, like maybe maximum three or four times. Well, that's what I wanted to ask you, yes, because I know that green tea is a particular interest of yours. But I, I can see that since you can, can reattach the, the bottom part where the leaves are, you can just add more tea leaves, right? And then you, you'd, you'd still be able to re-steep. Oh, absolutely, that's true. And what I would like to do is suggest something uh, even more interesting, perhaps. Uh, because I don't want people to have to open the device if they're on the train or driving or whatever. I want to free them from the possibility of spills. So I'd like to find out if there isn't a way to keep the device closed and hermetically sealed and free from spills and still steep green tea multiple times, like four or five or six times. And what I believe is this, Ricardo, and if, of course, this project is funded, we will do the research to find this out for sure. But I believe that probably for every tea, and certainly some green tea varieties, there's the perfect combination of the amount of leaves that you put in and the amount of water that you steep it in each time that will allow you to steep any tea six times, eight times, four times, whatever number you choose, right? We just have to do the experimentation to know how much green tea to put in there and how much water to steep it in each time. Do you think that's true? Yeah, well, the, the problem with, with green tea is that the, the flavor by itself, compared to other teas, I think it's kind of subtle. It's not so strong. Yeah, obviously, if you add more leaves, um, you can make more steepings of green tea. Like, for example, there's this green, Japanese green tea called Gyokuro. Mm-hmm. And you can easily go five times with that one. But it, it, it does use a lower tea leaf to water ratio. Yes. But the taste is also pretty concentrated and not everyone likes it that way. Yeah, it, all, it also has to do with temperature and all that, obviously. Mm-hmm. If you add very hot water to, to most green teas, not all of them, some of them can take boiling water. Um, they, they quickly become too bitter. And, and since the, the taste itself is kind of subtle, the bitterness takes over and you can't taste the thing. But um, yeah, some, some normal types of, tea, of green tea, you can just uh, make them three times, four times maybe, tops. And the, the reason that even if you add more, more leaves or, or you make little short steeping or that is what, what I've been telling you is that uh, when you have a so- subtle flavor it, it's hard to make many steepings because after the, that part of the flavor is gone mm-hmm. what, what's left in the leaves is mostly astringency and bitterness I see so you still have to do the, the research and all but I think that there's a natural limit to, to the, this kind of teas well, definitely. I'm certain that there are some teas that take to multiple steeping more naturally and more easily than others. And I'll keep every, everything that you said in mind when we do the research. Um, 
I think that if there's a certain amount of flavor in a tea leaf, uh, we may be able to find a way to regulate how quickly it's released. And that's all we're doing, basically. And as you said, you can regulate that by the amount of leaf or the water to, to leaf ratio. You can also do it by the temperature of the water, which is super important, and of course, the length of steeping time. So we'll see. I want green tea lovers to be able to enjoy, you know, multiple steeping uh, in the Cutera Novo or if they're at home with their traditional sets. But I want them to be able to enjoy uh, multiple steeping as much as those who love oolongs and pu'ers and, and all the other different varieties. So we're going to do everything we can to make sure that everybody can use this device and get the benefit of taking a great tea experience with them in the middle of their busy day. Yeah, sounds like a, a nice challenge. Yes. So um, to to all the listeners, I, I would like to encourage you to... I'll, I'll add a link to the Kickstarter page because it, it ends on the... January the 5th, if I'm not mistaken? Yes, it does. Um, and the research that we're talking about, Ricardo, and of course the production of the Cutera Novo itself, it can only take place if we reach our funding goal. Just getting the molds to make the parts, as you can imagine, is expensive. And so, if this sounds like a product that you would love to see in the world, that you would love to have uh, for your own use, then I hope that everybody will We'll go ahead and, and go to the website and give your support uh, because I, I really believe that it'll do a lot for tea drinking in the United States in general. You know, most of the, the tea that's drunk in the United States is iced tea that comes from a bottle or a soda fountain. And the antioxidant content, not to mention the flavor content, is so low that way. And I just would like to see more people in this country enjoy a higher quality experience that they can fit into their, their busy lifestyles. So uh, I hope that you all who are listening will help us do that. Okay, Pierre, can you share with us um, maybe your social media accounts, your Twitter, Facebook? Sure. On Twitter, it's Cutera Brewers. On Instagram, we're Cutera Travel Brewers. Uh, for emails, send them to cuterabrewers at gmail.com. And on Facebook, we're Cutera Travel Tea Brewers. Okay, Pierre. So thanks a lot for such an interesting interview. And I wish you the best of luck. And hopefully we'll, all tea lovers will be able to, to make many steepings of their favorite tea on the go. Thank you so much for having me, Ricardo. Happy steepings to everybody out there. Okay, goodbye. Thank you. Bye-bye. For the listeners on iTunes, don't forget that you can access the links mentioned if you go to www.myjapanesegreentea.com slash episode 19. Have a nice day. Thanks for listening to My Japanese Green Tea Podcast at www.myjapanesegreentea.com